Hey guys, welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of Radio X Off The Record Podcast. Produced by Nova Southeastern University's one and only college radio station, Radio X. This is DJ Flacky coming to you from Nova Southeastern University. You will definitely want to stick around for this episode, as it features the amazing Emily Kinney. Emily is famously known for being an actress on shows such as The Walking Dead, where she played as Beth Green, additional shows such as The Flash and Arrow. But what most people don't know is she's also a singer, with roughly five albums currently out. Stay tuned to learn more about Emily Kinney's musical journey and more. So let's get right into it. Here is DJ Frank's interview from the spring of 2021 with Emily Kinney. So let's get started. The first question I'm going to ask you is a question you've probably heard many times. Um, So what first got you into music? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing music since I was just a little kid, like loving singing and songs. And so what first got me into it was my parents' music. Um, I used to listen, they had a record player and I'd listen to like, Carpenters. Um, I loved Karen Carpenter. I also loved like even just like, you know, cartoons. Like I remember DuckTales, like taping the DuckTales uh, theme song and then like learning it. So I've just kind of always loved like learning songs. And so, yeah, but then performing, I just started singing at like church or at little talent shows when I was like seven, eight, nine, you know. And then later I got into writing music, but that really wasn't until I moved to New York City where I really started like digging into that side of myself. Amazing. When was the first time you released like an album or a single professionally? Mm -hmm. Oh, the first time I released, um, it was quite a while ago, almost 10 years ago, called Blue Toothbrush, a little EP that I made with my friend Conrad in his apartment in Harlem. He literally just had like a little closet studio set up and um, we recorded it there. And so that was the first time. Yeah. So I know you mentioned a couple artists that you would listen to on your parents' record player earlier. Who would you like most like to collaborate with, alive or dead? Hmm. You know what? People have asked me this before, and like, that's such a hard question because I'm so. Mm, I know. There's this band called Frightened Rabbit, Scott Hutchinson. He's the lead singer of that band, and I had been somewhat uh, in. Twitter, like DMing him about doing songwriting session. If I wish that if he was still alive, I would want to do a songwriting session with him. Um, So he would be one. And then the other thing I guess I think of when you say that is there are artists that I am such fans of that I love, you know, like I used to love like Mariah Carey. I like Joni Mitchell, all these female amazing artists. But when I think about making music, it's so much of a, it's so much of a like, friendship personal thing to me that like when I think about what brings me the most joy it's really making music with my friends so I'll think to myself when you say that I'd love to write a song with my friend Haley and nobody you know Haley's not super famous or something like that but like I want to make music with my friends amazing yeah it's like even though there's people that I'm fans of it's like I don't necessarily feel like Like, oh my gosh, yes, it would be awesome if they had some song and like wanted to collaborate and it happened to work out. Like, oh, that sounds amazing. But when I think about what I want for myself, it's like, I want to make music with Haley. I want to make music, although Scott was definitely a person that I felt so connected to through his music. So that would be one of them. 
So you're like you feel music is more of like a poetic kind of thing, and you, and you do it as um, a way to express yourself. So how would you like describe the music that you typically create in your own words? Oh yeah, I mean I think as far as the sounds involved, it kind of has changed over the years. But yeah, the music that I create is really about stories and about getting to kind of say my inner dialogue, like getting to say my side of the story. Sorting out, it's a lot of times my music is me sorting out my thoughts about a certain situation. So I would say the music is almost like little poems and journal entries, you know? And then as far as the, the style, it's really kind of shifted over the years. My last album, Oh Jonathan, was definitely leaning towards more of like a pop vibe. And this one, I would say, leans more towards an earthier Americana vibe, only because that's just, you know, I wanted kind of like a simpler, I guess, um, sound, and, or not really simpler, but just a different texture that I felt like would help convey the right emotions and stories and stuff. So since we're talking about your new album, uh, The Supporting Character, I always like to ask artists like where they came up with the names for certain songs or the album itself. So could you tell us a little bit about how you came up with the name for the song 15 Minutes, uh, uh, Cadillac, and even the whole name of the album, The Supporting Character itself? Sure. Yeah, so 15 Minutes, um, you know how uh, there's the whole saying of like, someday everybody will have 15 minutes of fame or everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like with, you know, my acting career, I've definitely had moments of having um, a lot of success and fame. Um, being a part of a show like Walking Dead, where there's like, like 20 something million viewers a week, you know, I got I definitely got like a taste of that. And I think a lot of people feel like that is a measurement of a certain amount of worth or success or importance, you know? Um, but I think when you actually go through it, you realize the things that matter the most are connections. And I love acting and I'm so proud of my acting career and of my music career. And they are part of my everyday life. And But I guess the, um, the outside sort of approval of them is less of what matters and is kind of a love song telling my boyfriend at the time, like, I would give that up for more time with you. I would I would take 15 minutes of fame and instead spend 15 minutes, you know, with you. So it's just kind of conveying a feeling I had of, of wanting so badly for someone to understand how important love and connection is to me. And then, let's see, Cadillac. I mean, Cadillac was... I dated a guy who had a Cadillac and our first date, he picked me up in a Cadillac. So that was sort of the inspiration for that. Um, but the idea of, you know, he was very fun and everything was like, go, go. You know, there were lots of like ups and downs with him. And I'm a little more interested, you know, in my work, I think I seek out certain ups and downs, you know, being an actor, I love to like explore all of my emotions. I think that's part of the fun of it. But I think almost because of that, I seek in my in my personal life a little bit more of a steadiness. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a theme of that song. And then the supporting character, um, that the name of that song and the name of the album kind of has different layers. But, um, you know, I am an actor and all these songs are sort of through the lens of being an actor, like you know, even even Cadillac, Omaha Hotel, Easy, they're all sort of through the lens, I think, of 
the fact that I chose this career path and kind of the ups and downs and the unique lifestyle that it is, you know, you spend a lot of time away from the people that you love. New York City is quite different than Nebraska, where I grew up. The, the name is just the supporting character to something else's lead is the line in the song. And it's kind of saying like, oh, I'm a part of something bigger, you know. In this album, I really explore a lot of my connection to the spiritual world. I had when I was little, but then sort of lost maybe when I first moved to New York City and then have sort of just rediscovered in the last few years um, how much being connected to the spiritual world it is important to me. That's great to hear. So you just released the supporting character and I saw that you have like a normal release schedule. You release an album every couple of years. Have you started working on the next one or are you just taking a break right now? No, I have. I have about 12 songs recorded for the next album. Everything's done basically at my house except for things like drums and like bigger sounds. So we have two days booked in May to finish out any more sounds that we need. And then I don't know when that will be out, but I'm I'm definitely feeling very moved to keep writing music right now for some reason. So yeah, and I'm thinking that one will come out sooner. You know, I won't wait like two years to put it out. I think it'll, it'll come out a little sooner, but who knows? So yeah. Sounds good. So you mentioned that you're from a small town in Nebraska. On Google, it said that you were from Wayne, Nebraska, a town of a little bit over 5,000 people. What do you think compelled you just living in this town in Nebraska to say that I'm just going to go to the big city in New York all of a sudden? Um, yeah. Were you scared or anything like that? Yeah. Well, Wayne, I mostly lived in during um, high school and junior high and stuff. And then we lived also in this town called North Bend. I lived in a few different places, but all the same, you know, all like farming communities. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my family had never even, like, my parents had never even been to New York City when I decided to move to New York City. So it was definitely, like, a jump. But, and actually, it's funny you're asking me that. Someone was asking me that this morning, like, were you scared? And I was, I don't, I think I was more scared to stay, if that makes sense. Like, yes, I'd never been to New York City, and it was really scary, but I, I knew that if I didn't keep moving, responsibilities and things catch up to you and I knew that I didn't want to end up being like well maybe I'll just stay in Nebraska and like get a job and save some money like I knew that I had to keep as soon as it was possible to make the next jump I had to do it because I really didn't feel like I was like living my purpose when I was living in Nebraska even though now I'm so thankful for the time that I've spent there and I love being from there you know and I like love visiting and going to a Husker game or something but um, I, I had a real sense that it didn't, I didn't fit in quite right there. So throughout the, like, the 10 years, have you ever toured like the United States or around a state? Because a lot of the artists we interview are relatively new and haven't had the chance to tour because of COVID. Yeah. So for the album This Is War, we did a full on, I think it was like 36 or something city tour, um, toured all over the country. And then for Oh Jonathan, we also did a big national tour, didn't go to as many places and cut it a little shorter. So those have been my two experiences with that. It was really fun. It's, it's a lot. So now that I've known that you've toured, is there any way you could tell us like a little tour story that you found funny or, or heartwarming? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so many, like, I don't know where to start. The one that first popped into my head, got a new van. We just had like a little run of California shows. This was for the O'Jonathan tour. 
the van starts to, the tour manager goes, Ooh, there's something wrong with the van, let's pull over. This was when um, there were all the fires in California, so you kind of had to be like in the van or in the gas station or whatever, trying to get this fixed. Basically, the van broke down, and we have to be at the venue at a certain time. So um, we have a whole trailer full of our gear. So I just remember like barely making it. I think it was Sacramento. Um, so we had a big tow truck come. We left the van for the company to come get or whatever, just at the gas station. They towed our all of our gear in the, like, what do you call it? You know, the thing you, trailer. They towed our trailer all the way to the venue. So we show up in a, a big, huge tow truck trailer and like 10 minutes before I had to get on stage, you know? So it was a very um, interesting evening. <laughs> I'm glad you guys made it all right. Yeah, we made it there. I was happy that I did get to play the show because there were people waiting, you know, and all of that. So, but yeah, there's tour is just like all, always, always new, exciting. You never know what you're going to get because it's like you're just showing up to new places you've never been before. So um, are you going to do a tour for the supporting character? Right now, it still feels a little difficult to plan. I've seen a lot of other artists are starting to book shows, but I haven't yet. So I don't really know how it fits in. I would love to, though. I played a show for um, Hotel Cafe, just ended the like, live stream, and that was really fun. So I would love to. I'm not sure how or when. <laughs> also, I did some researching on your social media. Is it true that you have your own podcast yourself? I do have my own podcast, so that's something people could check out. I interview my favorite bands. Um, specifically, I try to pick people who are like big coffee nerds because I love coffee. I've had so many great, so many great guests. I've had like Sam from X Ambassadors. I have had JP Sachs. I've had Manchester Orchestra. So yeah, like definitely check out my podcast if you're a music coffee fan. Um, we talk a lot about just like songwriting, you know, and creativity morning routines, kind of a long form podcast. It's really fun. Sounds good. I remember you were working on some indie film. Could you talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah. So actually it was a film that I worked on um, a year or so ago. Well, it would have been before the pandemic. So almost two years ago with Brecken Meyer. It was a, sh a film that we did in Cleveland and it just came out, um, I think like in the last couple weeks. So you can watch it on like on demand, Apple, Fandango, you know, all the different like streaming movie type sites. Uh, but it's called The Enormity of Life. It's two people really working out some difficult things in their life. So it's, uh, I guess it's a heavier one, you know, <laughs> so. Um, also, one more thing. Is there any message you would like to give to your fans and our listeners right now? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, thank you for checking out the music. I've, I've, I'm really excited about this album. I feel like it really represents a lot about like who I am and where I'm at right now in my life. And um, it feels like a really special album. So um, enjoy and, and send me messages on social media and I love it all. So of course. I think that's all the questions we have for you today. I just want to say thank you for joining us on yeah. our podcast. And thanks for having me. 
That's it for this week's episode. Again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Emily Kinney. It was a blast having you with us. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find more as well as our previous seasons on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Breacher, and Radio Republic with more to come on the way. They're all at NSU Radio X. We got an exciting interview for you next week with the talented boys of St. Petersburg, Florida, the band known as Speakeasy. For updates about that and more, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and Snapchat. It's all at NSU Radio X. Just a reminder, the views expressed by guests on this podcast are their own, and their appearance on this program does not imply an endorsement of them. Views and opinions expressed by Radio X employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of Radio X staff, the university, or its officials. With that, see you next week.